This is a Soulfire production. Today we are going to address the top question I get asked, everybody's favorite topic. How do you attract in your soulmate? If you're looking to manifest your life partner, that is what we are going to dive into today. I would recommend listening to my previous episode about soulmates, twin flames, life partners first. And what I'll say, just to kick it off with how to attract in your soulmate, is you have many soulmates. And just because someone is your soulmate does not mean that they are meant to be your life partner. This is a reason why a lot of people stay stuck in relationships that are really closer to 95% or 90% of what their soul really desires to have in this lifetime because they might be in a relationship with somebody who is a soulmate for them and they have that deep soul connection, that deep soul recognition, and they cling to that and they keep using that as justification for why they want to keep making it work. But maybe there are other things going on. Maybe people have different life goals. There's other areas that make them really incompatible to be life partners, or maybe they're just not meant to be together forever, right? And I know that that can keep a lot of people tripped up. And again, I go deeper into this in the other podcast I was mentioning before, but different people come into our lives at different times for different reasons. Not everybody is going to stay forever. We have contracts with different people. And sometimes it is for three years. Sometimes it is for nine. Sometimes it is for three months. And it's just about honoring the the experience and really learning the lessons, right? <laughs> Appreciating, enjoying the experience, being in it, but really being honest with what what you're experiencing. And if it hits a point where it's no longer exactly what you need, are you holding on just because that person is your soulmate? Well, again, just because they're your soulmate doesn't mean that they're meant to be your life partner. So something to think about. So I'm not really going to talk about how to attract in your soulmate because the truth is that you're going to naturally attract in your soulmates in this lifetime, whether that is a romantic partner, whether that is in the form of of best friends, even parents, right? So sometimes your soulmates are, are your parents or siblings as well, and you have many. And because of that soul resonance, people naturally find each other, right? And we often incarnate in our in our little pod, so we'll reincarnate with similar people many times, you know, always a little bit different, but you're going to naturally find your soulmates. And the truth is that the more that you are authentically yourself, it is easier for soulmates, soul family to find you. So it's really all about authenticity, which we will return to throughout this episode. But I want to talk about some key things for attracting in your life partner, because this is really the question that most people have. And it is not as complicated as people make it seem in my opinion doesn't mean it is fast always but it's actually not that complicated and what i just want to say to start off is that if you are looking to attract in your life partner i really invite you to get out of your head and into your body and that is going to be really not only helpful but important very important for manifesting in general is really getting into your body and getting out of your head and i find that a lot of people who come to me who are wondering how to attract in their life partner 
they're thinking about it. They're overthinking about it and they're so out of their body. And when you're really in your body, uh, this is going to allow you to really feel that vibration of, of what you desire and emit that out. And the thing is that you're not going to figure out who your life partner is like it's a chess game. And that's how a lot of people think about it and they don't even realize it. And I'll just watch somebody, I'm like tracking where their energy is flowing or where, where they're hanging out when they're asking these questions. And I'll always tell people like, okay, this is happening in your head. Like, let's go down to your body, right? And when people are asking, is this my person? Like, is this, is this the person? Like, you don't need to go to an intuitive to know that. <laughs> and you know that better than any intuitive. In fact, they might say something and you might have a hardcore no. And then that's how you know. You're like, no, you're wrong. So what matters is, is how you feel, right? Because you know, your intuition knows. And so when you're trying to figure that out, the reason why people feel confused is because they're trying to figure it out logically rather than dropping into their body, noticing how they're feeling, honoring that, honoring their intuition. And that's also something that keeps a lot of people stuck in similar cycles in their relationships again and again and again, because they are thinking about what they want and thinking about, is this person the right fit? Do they make sense? Rather than really listening to their bodies, dropping into their bodies, dropping into their feelings. And you might be surprised what you find when, when you do that. So I'll just offer that. And if you struggle being in your body, that's something that you can definitely practice every day. Just taking some time to, uh, you know, in meditation, just dropping in and going through different parts of your body and just asking yourself, how does it feel here? Right. And going into the different chakras and starting to name what you're feeling there in terms of textures and densities and uh, emotions, whatever else is, is coming up, dancing, movement, all of this is really helpful for getting in your body. If you want to uh, manifest more money, more fulfilling relationships, better health, but despite doing your daily manifestation and visualization practices, it isn't coming to you easily, this is what you need to know. What I have learned through my own experience again and again and through the experiences of all the people I've worked with is that the main reason why people have trouble calling in more of what they want is that they have underlying limiting beliefs that there is not enough or that they aren't actually worthy of receiving what it is that they want. Here's the thing. In order to be an energetic match for more, we need to get out of scarcity mindset and start embodying the energy of abundance. This allows you to effortlessly attract more abundance to you, whether you want money, relationships, health, any physical form of abundance. If you are wondering how to align with the energy of abundance and how to effortlessly attract different forms of abundance into your life, I have created a brand new course that teaches you the exact practices that I use and my clients use to align with abundance in all areas of our life, making manifestation effortless. This course, Abundance Accelerator, includes over nine hours of video lesson content, exclusive journal prompts and exercises to help you integrate the information, and a really powerful 30-minute energy healing activation to help you align your frequency with the energy of abundance. When you enroll, you get lifetime access to all of the course materials. You can start today and you get to do this all at your own pace. So your life could change literally in a week if you are ready. If you are ready to learn how to receive the endless support and abundance that is already available to you, then you can enroll in Abundance Accelerator today by going to bit.ly slash AXL course. Again, that's bit.ly slash AXL C-O-U-R-S-E. I can't wait to hear what you manifest. Let's get into some, some action steps. What I'll tell you is that if you're looking to attract in your life partner or really anything else, 
you are going to love my new book. I'm so excited. Manifestation Mastery. That will be uh, coming out officially early February, but the pre-sale will be in January. So get excited. There'll be lots of emails being sent out about the book. So you can jump on ordering that as soon as it's available. There are going to be some big sales coming up at the beginning of that launch. And I'm just so excited for you to all read it. It is a channeled text all about how the energetics of attraction work and how to manifest. And I definitely have (laughs) quite a few other texts that want to be channeled through me. And I've already been kind of preparing for those. And one of them is, I'm pretty sure going to be about relationships as well. Um, So I've had just a lot of relationship related information coming through me recently in preparation for whenever that book wants to be channeled. So this is a topic that's definitely on my mind a lot. And it, it, it's funny because whenever I'm going to write about something or something's going to be channeled through me, I always get sent a lot of clients who are struggling with this. It pops up in my reality everywhere. So it's just interesting as I'm seeing all this drop in, but yeah, lots of exciting things to come and manifestation mastery, the, the book coming out in February does touch on manifesting love and relationships and all kinds of things that were around relationships and even, you know, beyond manifesting them in, but just how to deal with them <laughs> and uh, what to do if they're affecting your vibration, all that fun stuff. So know that that is coming, but to get you started, I want to give some really clear things that I suggest focusing on. If you are looking to attract in your life partner, this is based on the countless clients I have supported in manifesting their life partners. This is based on all the information I have channeled um, and seeing this put into practice in many, many scenarios and it works. (laughs) It works. And as you're listening, you're probably going to hear some things and think, oh, I can see where I might uh, be blocked if I haven't moved through some of this stuff. Because the the real thing about manifestation is that it's already available to you, right? What you desire is it's there. It's already in your field. And that desire is indicating that it is already available to you. It's just about how do I open myself up to actually letting it in? How do I clear any blocks that are preventing it from, from coming my way? So it's sort of like they're, they're showing me this image right now. So remember when I was younger, we used to always go to the rec center at our family cabin and in the pool there. They would have like swim lessons for younger kids in one of the pools. And there was another big pool and they would often divide up the pool with this like string barrier with little buoy style things so uh, that there was separation. But also in uh, the one half of the pool where the kids, where the little kids were, there would be, you know, all those little floaty devices. And (laughs) what were those, those like boards that you would jump up on? Uh, (laughs) Anyway. You know, all of the floating things that kids bring into into the pool and it would separate it out so that anybody who didn't want to be bothered by those floaty things uh, would not be affected. They could stay in the other half of the pool. And so what it's kind of like is, let's say you are in the empty half of the pool and let's say you really want one of those, let's say there's like a floating rubber duck on the other side. It, it, it wants to float to you, but every time it gets close, it just gets like bounced back by this string barrier with the mini buoys on it, right? So it just bounces back. And so that's sort of like you allowing what you desire to flow to. It's just about removing the barrier so that it can just float 
rights to you. It's not that it doesn't exist. It already exists. It's already there. But what do we have set up consciously or unconsciously that is blocking us from fully receiving what we want? That was a really random example, but that's what they were showing me. So there we go. Okay. So the first most important thing for attracting in your life partner is focusing on your own personal growth and development. I know, not ex- not exciting, but actually it is the most exciting, my my favorite thing. <laughs> and what this is all about, this is about giving yourself space to clear out any doubt, any fear, any resistance, any energy blocks and really allow yourself to step into the most authentic version of you because when you do that, you are emitting a clear energetic signal out to the universe, to other people, to everyone and everything. And when you are emitting that clear signal out, it is like a bright, bright light that everybody sees. And that makes it very easy for your life partner to find you if they are a vibrational match, right? So this is about giving yourself space to be the most authentic you so that you're really emitting that vibration, clearing away anything that might be blocking you from shining your light as brightly as as it can shine, which when you do that, this is how people just come to you. This is how you magnetize, right? It's not about going out and finding that person. It is about it is about being the most authentic version of you, radiating that out, being very confident in that and, and rooted in that and strong in that. And what is for you comes to you. This is also about taking the time to release anything that is lowering your vibration because this is what happens. Let's say I attract in somebody who is a vibrational match for me right now, but I'm not clear in who I really am and I'm not really emitting my most authentic signal out. Now I might get into that relationship and it might feel like a good energetic match at that time, but then maybe some life experience happens and I get triggered in my spiritual awakening and through that process, I'm releasing all the stuff that doesn't serve me anymore and my vibration is changing. My frequency is getting higher and maybe that person is also on a similar kind of journey or maybe they're not. And either way, what can happen then is as you step into the most authentic you, you embody even more of yourself, you raise your frequency, that person might not be a vibrational match for you anymore. And so it doesn't feel good anymore. So if you do the um, exploration, expansion work ahead of time to really be at your truest frequency, this is what makes it really easy (laughs) and effortless for your life partner to find you and where you aren't experiencing this outgrowing people kind of thing all the time. I mean, people talk about this quite often in terms of age. I don't really think it's about age. I just think it's about what commonly happens during certain age ages, but how people say, you know, you become a completely different person from when you're 20 to when you're 30. Obviously that happens even beyond that, but For so many people, that's so true, right? Because you're going through so many experiences that are teaching you more about who you really are. You're making big decisions. You're you're trying different things. You're you're moving. You're you're changing careers. Whatever you're doing, right? And you become so many different versions of you. You're exploring. You're figuring out what you do and don't like. And through that process of self exploration, that often overlaps with releasing the things that don't serve you anymore and stepping more into what really does bring you joy and that is an example of frequency work going on. And so this is one of the reasons why, you know, maybe the person that you're super attracted to when you are 21 
it's just not a vibrational match anymore by the time you're 31 because you're a completely different person. You've learned so much, explored so much, shed all the layers, shed all of the things that aren't really you, gotten to know yourself so much more. And so that all affects your frequency. But this is why it's so helpful to have that that concentrated period of time where it really is about you. And it's all about, I'm really going to dive deep with myself and get to know myself so deeply and really tune into what what do I enjoy? What do I not? What in my life is a vibrational match for me? And what isn't? What is expanding me? What's pulling me down? What relationships are really serving me in terms of if friends? And what about family dynamics? My career? Am I passionate about this? Right. And it's not like you have to have everything figured out. Life is this constant state of evolution and growth and exploration, discovery, all that fun stuff. And it always changes, right? But if someone has never really gotten to know themselves on a deep level, which I find a lot of people don't until they're triggered into it through an intense type of ego death, health issue, career crisis, like until they're pushed to the surrender, a lot of people actually don't do that level of work. So if you can get ahead of that and and not wait for your face to hit the ground with your ego death, <laughs> then uh, you're, you're ahead of the game and it makes it makes it so much easier. But it is very true that the more you shift your inner world and get to know your inner world, the more your external world shifts, right? And so if you are looking to attract in your ideal partner, it's all about really getting to know your inner world and making your inner world your favorite place ever, right? Really learning about yourself, enjoying being with yourself, loving yourself, getting to know all the things that you really do and and really don't want in your life and, and moving forward. And so the more you get to know yourself and the more you embody authenticity and radiate that out, this is how that person finds you. I feel like there are certain things that we really only learn in the context of relationship, like relationships will will mirror certain things that help us to learn and grow. And there might be things that you don't even realize are, are going on or patterns you have until that's mirrored for you. But there's a lot that we can do individually. And that's the stuff I recommend focusing on first knowing that, Hey, the more I actually turn inward, uh, and get to know myself, love hanging out with myself, step into my most vibrant, authentic self. My external reality is going to shift in magical ways. And my life partner is, is going to come my way naturally. And there are two parts of this. There's the getting to know yourself, emitting your authentic frequency, really clearly emitting your unique energetic signal and being anchored in that vibration. Because what happens is sometimes people actually do a lot of this work and they know themselves well, but they don't hold that frequency. And then what they do is they adjust themselves because they think they need to adjust themselves to uh, get somebody to like them, right? I see this happen all the time and people do this not meaning to, it's unintentionally, but they'll kind of make themselves smaller or say they like certain things that they don't really, like these little, I mean, you could call them white lies. I don't know if that's the best term, but just these little ways that people aren't showing up as their clearest, most authentic selves. Maybe you're dressing a little bit differently because you don't want to be too much. All of the ways that you hold back because you're trying to ease your way into it, right? And, you know, I'm not saying you need to dump everything on everybody, but what I'm saying is, you know, when you enter into partnership, like from the get-go, you should be you. And it's literally so obvious, but I feel like the biggest, the biggest problem people have in relationships is when they start the relationship off, they are adjusting themselves because they think they need to, to attract somebody in. Then what that does is that attracts somebody in who is a vibrational match for this watered down frequency that you're showing up as because you think you need to 
for someone to like you. So you're showing up at this watered down frequency. It's not your authentic frequency. That person is attracted to that vibration, which isn't your true vibration. And then maybe you start dating and it works for a while, but down the line, you feel like part of yourself is suppressed. It's it's clearly not a vibrational match. And all of this goes back to the beginning when you just weren't showing up as the, the truest you to begin with. Like the truth always rises. So be your most authentic self from the beginning. And I have this conversation with so many people and they don't realize the ways that they're adjusting themselves to go to go on dates or when they're starting to date somebody. It's like, well, I didn't, I don't want to say that because I don't want that to like freak them out. And it's like, is that really why you don't want to say it? Or do you not want to say it because you, you don't want to be too much, right? Or you're, you're watering down your personality or changing your personality because you don't want to overwhelm that person. I mean, anywhere where you're like trying to adjust yourself, this, this is the problem. This is where you're not emitting your truest frequency. And this is where you're not attracting in your ideal life partner easily. Because when you are emitting that true vibration, that person sees it. And if they're a vibrational match, they find you. That's just the way it works. Law of resonance. So it's about knowing that vibration, being that vibration and not adjusting it, (laughs) not lowering it or adjusting it when you start dating someone or when you are in the energy of trying to attract somebody in, which I know sounds so obvious, but this is quantum physics. So, and, and this is, this is people's biggest block anyway. So that is number one, give yourself your, your personal growth, spiritual growth, spiritual development, getting to know yourself, moving through all your blocks, doing all your, all your, all your deep stuff, uh, getting really clear on, on what you want, who you are and anchoring in that vibration. So you feel very confident in it and consistently showing up with that. For the longest time, I was dealing with low energy levels, random dizziness, cravings, and hunger throughout the day, even after I had just eaten. And I would get really swollen legs. And I was trying to figure out what was at the root of that for the longest time. And the answer was so simple. It was that my electrolytes were out of balance. However, I used to be so against all (laughs) electrolyte powders because most of them had really, really crappy ingredients. And you know how picky I am when it comes to ingredients. And then I discovered Element co-founded by Rob Wolf. And when it comes to ingredients, I trust Rob Wolf. He was one of my biggest resources when it came to healing my body with a whole foods-based diet. And if you are also on a whole foods-based diet or mostly whole foods-based diet, paleo, keto, especially if you're low carb, if you're active, if you're a light worker burning through a lot of light, which honestly more and more people are feeling this, pay attention to your electrolyte balance. If you are struggling with any of the symptoms I mentioned before, I think that the headaches, the tiredness, the fatigue, the cravings are really common symptoms that people try all kinds of things to get to the root of. And what if it's simply an electrolyte imbalance, which it is for many people. Plus, I just love the way Element tastes. This is a key part of my daily routine. I always have at least one packet and often I have more than one. I have so much more energy throughout the day. I have incredible mental focus and clarity, which is key for doing everything that I need to do. I feel hydrated and balanced and my cravings went away. So if you are looking for clean, delicious electrolytes, check out Element. Everything is sugar-free, gluten-free, all natural ingredients, paleo, keto-friendly, and science-backed. You will become obsessed. Don't say I didn't warn you. They have a brand new seasonal flavor, the mint chocolate. 
put this into some hot water. Oh my God, it tastes delicious. It is so great for the holidays. I'm truly obsessed. It's like the perfect hot chocolate replacement, perfect for this time of year. And it's a limited time offer. So definitely get your hands on that if you're curious about it. But I also still am drinking my same favorites. The citrus salt, the raspberry and the watermelon are my all-time favorite flavors. So good. Element does have a very special offer for those of you listening. So if you want to get your hands on a sample pack that has eight packets of Element, you can get that for just the cost of shipping, $5 for US orders. If you go to drinkelement.com slash CTC, and that's spelled D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash CTC, that will lead you to the landing page to get your free sample pack. Just pay shipping. So again, that is drinkelement.com slash CTC. These are truly the best electrolytes out there on the market. So I cannot wait for you to try them out. The next few things that follow are part of that you time, right? That nurturing your, your inner world and shedding the layers, releasing any of the things that aren't really in alignment with with who you truly are. All right. So next key things. I mean, there's so much that goes in there that's very individual, but some big things to pay attention to. First is healing your relationship with masculine energy. Second is healing your relationship with feminine energy. And maybe some of this is already feeling really good. Maybe it's not, but this shows up in every relationship. We all have both masculine and feminine energies within us. But for many of us, we're operating more from the wounded place rather than the empowered place. And for a lot of us, we have trust issues or or resistance to masculine energy or feminine energy or both. And so where this usually starts with is healing our relationship with with our parents. That doesn't mean that you have to be BFS with them or talk to them. It's more about just energetically releasing any anger, sadness, resentment, whatever it is toward your parents because they are our quote unquote first models of masculine feminine energy. And so the things that we believe about masculine energy are often related to our father. The things that we believe about feminine energy often related to our mother. And this will play out in how safe we feel embodying these energies within ourselves. This will play out in where we are imbalanced in those energies. This will play out in our trust of, of the person that we are potentially dating, right? But if we have resistance to or don't trust the masculine, how how are we going to attract the masculine energy in? Or if we have resistance to or don't trust feminine energy, then how are we going to attract feminine energy in? And how are we going to be able to show up in in those energies if if we don't? I mean, basically, it's kind of like, (laughs) I don't like this. I don't trust this. And this is usually a misunderstanding of what masculine and feminine energy are. What I think is going to be really helpful is I have some really good infographics that have lists of disempowered masculine energy, disempowered feminine, and then the empowered versions of masculine and feminine energy. And I will repost those around the time this this comes out. And those are really good lists to to, uh, refer to, to start exploring your relationship here with, with those energies. 
can also listen to previous podcasts about masculine and feminine energy. There's a lot to say around that. So I would, I would look there, but this can look like, you know, um, concentrated time, really, really healing that relationship with your father and, or your mother and also past partners, thinking about your beliefs around masculine energy and your beliefs around feminine energy. And where did that come from? So where did you build any of those stories that maybe make you resistant to stepping into those empowered energies yourself or make you resistant to welcoming those into your field? So for example, you might not be allowing masculine energy into your life or feel safe with it because maybe you had a model of masculine energy letting you down. That's how that's how you felt. Maybe when you were younger, maybe in a previous relationship, maybe it was with your father. Was there abandonment energy? Did you feel let down? Did you learn that masculine energy was overly controlling and aggressive? Did you experience that with masculine energies in your life? Or maybe there was that perfectionist energy or that overthinking, and maybe that had a ne- negative effect on you, or maybe you had experiences of a previous partner or a parent who was never really present. They were always up in their head, thinking, overthinking, busy, taking action, and they were never fully present and and, and grounded and there for you, fully seeing you. Maybe you felt like you could never really depend on anybody. Maybe you felt like nobody was really there for you emotionally. Maybe you felt like you had to be the parent. Maybe you felt like you always had to be the one holding things up in the relationship. You are the one making the plans. Where did we learn that the masculine energy is unreliable, that it is not stable and grounded, that it is overly controlling? Maybe there are financial strings somewhere. Maybe we felt abandoned. There are so many different things, right, that could be affecting our relationship with masculine energy. And if we can identify that and where we don't trust masculine energy, I mean, not only will this unlock for you, uh, why you might be having trouble attracting more money. But in terms of relationships, you know, if, if I've built this belief that masculine energy is unreliable, I always get abandoned or I can't trust that energy because it gets aggressive and overly controlling, then how that can manifest for me is maybe I am hyper in my masculine energy. I'm holding that energy because I need to be that grounding, that stability for myself. Maybe that is, I am not really letting a partner in to support me. Maybe that is I have trust issues and I don't want to let anybody else take the lead or plan things. I don't feel safe enough to get into my feminine energy because I need to stay strong. I can't ever show my emotions. I need to control and dominate. And then there's just not space for masculine energy to come in and support me. But the thing is that a lot of these beliefs we build are around our experiences with wounded masculine energy, not the empowered form of masculine energy, because empowered masculine energy holds that space. It is that structure. It is it is stabilizing. It is grounded. It, it is present. It is action-oriented, but it is, it is leading from a stable energy. And so anywhere that you experienced disempowered masculine energy, these are places to look at to start to uh, peel apart those energy knots and notice what stories we might have built what beliefs we might have taken on that don't have to be true because just because it happened before doesn't mean it's going to happen again just because that was how it showed up in one relationship or with one person doesn't mean that's how it is going to show up with everybody else and relearning what empowered masculine energy really is really allowing ourselves to feel our emotions um whether that is you know anger sadness bitterness whatever it is 
so that we can move to that path of, of forgiveness because it's it's that forgiveness that really allows us to move forward and also healing these aspects within ourselves, right? So if we notice that we are in any disempowered masculine energies, we are overthinking, overly perfectionist, controlling, aggressive, confrontational, looking at those areas within ourselves and, and how do we heal and move forward from there. And then similarly with feminine energy, right? So where have we built stories around what feminine energy is and are those really true? A lot of people have built stories that feminine energy is weak, that it is just chaotic and super unstable. So maybe you experienced a relationship where, and that could be with, with, that could be with your mother or your father. That could be with a, a partner or a friend. Where did you experience feminine energy as just like flying off the handle? And it felt traumatic for you. It felt like, you were the one taking the punches because of these intense emotional swings. So experiencing emotions, but kind of in an unhealthy way, right? Because the feminine is is emotional, but wounded feminine energy feels like like really out of control versus like expressing emotions in itself is not this out of control experience that is, you know, hurting everybody around you. So where did you experience that emotions weren't safe? When somebody expressed their emotions, it wasn't safe for you. That's a really common thing that a lot of people struggle with uh, when when they're children. So they learn to just avoid emotional conversations, avoid emotional people, avoid feeling their own emotions because maybe they had an experience when they were younger where somebody who was emotional, like didn't know how to deal with that. uh, And maybe it came out in unhealthy ways and unhealthy behaviors. And that person felt like they, they took the hit for that. And that emotions aren't safe, that they're just like raging and and chaotic. Or where did you learn that when there wasn't a plan, when you were just flowing, that that wasn't safe, that that always went wrong? And where did you build a belief that you have to be hyper controlling uh, instead of allowing yourself to, to float with your intuition? Where did you learn that feminine energy was weak and lazy? Did somebody tell you that? Did you experience somebody in your life who just felt like wasn't stepping up and they were maybe letting you down in that way. Like, oh, this is, this is weak. This is lazy. You're not getting anything done. Overly dependent, codependent. Have you experienced a codependent relationship? That could be with parents. That could be with partners. That could be your friendships. Where did you experience any of that codependency? And what about insecurity? Right. It's, I mean, I think about this a lot. I had one of the things that really affected my relationship with the feminine energy was I I really didn't like all the insecurity around me all the time. And it really affected me, you know, when people will just make comments that are insecure comments and I just didn't like that. Right. So where have you experienced extreme insecurity? Sometimes that leads to codependency or, you know, just like fishing for compliments all the time. And how did that make you feel? Manipulation, weak boundaries, right? Where did you experience any of those energies in previous relationships, whether that was parents, siblings, friendships? previous romantic partnerships, because these are experiences of, of wounded or disempowered feminine energy, but really feminine energy, feminine energy is magical as fuck, honestly, right? It is authenticity. It is intuition. It is receiving. It is playful, right? It, it is emotional, but you know, empathetic and compassionate. It is creative. It is expressive. It is the energy that allows us to have those, those deep, intimate connections in, in any type of relationship without really embracing our empowered feminine energy, we can't have true intimacy. If you are afraid to rest, right? If you're afraid to rest, if you always have to be doing, if you're afraid to rest, this is where you are resisting your feminine energy and you're resisting receiving, right? Because being in your feminine energy is what allows you to receive. And in terms of manifestation in general, this is a huge thing because most people are 
overly in their masculine energy. And if you're always in your masculine, you're not even in the energetic state to receive your manifestation. So you need to be in, in that balance, right? There is masculine and feminine. And do you have that balance? Do you rest? Do you take time to just be and to receive? And this is what allows your manifestations to come to you. So what this can look like is exploring any disempowered feminine energies with, within you, right? So if you're like, oh, I do maybe have some codependent behaviors. Oh, I have, I struggle with boundaries. I'm not really good at, at boundaries. Where am I insecure? Where do I feel guilty or shame? Those are things to look at within ourselves and start to heal those and get more comfortable with our feminine energy and being in our feminine in, in the empowered form. Also a great place to heal our relationship with, with our moms, <laughs> that mother wound, uh, sister wound, right? With relationships previously where maybe we experienced disempowered feminine energy and then we built a story that that's how all feminine energy is, which isn't true. So the key thing is healing your relationship with the masculine and healing your relationship with the feminine so we can actually trust these energies and allow them in, right? So I see a lot of people who want to attract in a partner, but they don't trust the masculine. So they're not attracting in a masculine energy if that's what they desire. Or on the flip side, if somebody wants to attract in more of a feminine energy or even have that type of relationship where there is real intimacy and they don't feel safe with their own feminine or they don't trust the feminine in general, they're going to have a block to attracting in that feminine energy or actually having true intimacy in terms of, of, of conversation and allowing somebody to really see their soul. So those are two huge things to look at. Some of the most important work you can do in terms of attracting in your life partner. The next thing that comes through, and this this really comes off of the feminine energy conversation, is practicing vulnerability. Because this is just a common block for everybody where a lot of people, a lot of people actually haven't experienced being fully authentic and honest in relationships. They find that they're only parts of themselves in, in different relationships. And think about that. How many relationships have you had where you felt really safe to be all of yourself all the time? The answer to that question will give you some insight. And so can you start practicing being vulnerable with people you trust, right? People you love, who love you, who you trust, and actually opening up to them, right? Actually having some deeper, more intimate conversations, sharing how you're feeling, sharing your goals or whatever it is, right? Practicing that vulnerability. So you're building that kind of muscle. Because what happens for a lot of people is they might meet somebody really great and they just shut off because they're afraid to be vulnerable. So it's getting more comfortable with that vulnerability, you know, in safe in a safe space with people who you who you trust, who are trustworthy, who who you love, right? And just building that muscle of having those deeper, more intimate conversations with people and practicing being your 100% most authentic self in all of your relationships. And so if you think about, you know, what relationships do I have in my life, any form where I don't show up as all of myself, or I don't feel safe to be all of myself all the time. And what would it look like for me to, with everybody all the time, just be the full me and not just the half that I think they're comfortable with. This could also be just getting vulnerable with yourself, which relates back to my first point. But I mean, the number of people who sugarcoat their, their journal entries, <laughs> right. Or I'll have a client write a letter to somebody. I'm like, just let it out. Just get all the rage out. You know, you're going to burn it. They're never going to see it. This is just for you. And the the letter is, is like 
way too nice. I'm like, this is not how you feel. Like you gave me more emotion, right? Like let it out. People And people do this with, with their journals as well. I get it if you're scripting or whatever, right? But just to reflect on your thoughts and your feelings, being so honest with yourself is so key. And a lot of people can't even be honest with themselves. If you can't be honest and vulnerable with yourself, how are you going to do that with somebody else? Right? So this is about that self-work and really being honest and vulnerable with yourself. How are you feeling? What do you really want? What do you really think? What are the pieces of yourself that you're afraid to look at? What are things that you feel guilty about? What are secret desires that you have? What are the truths that you know within yourself that you are not willing to look at? Where are you lying to yourself? What are you pretending you don't know? Where are you not being honest with yourself? You're staying in that job that you hate, that you're staying in a relationship that isn't really what you want, that you that you really like hanging out with your family and secretly you want to rip your hair out every single time you hang out with them. What are you tolerating, right? <laughs> being really, really honest with yourself. And if you're not used to being honest with yourself or vulnerable with yourself, then uh, here's the thing. Just remind yourself, this is just a practice. I could rip this out and burn it right after. And I also don't have to take any action off of these realizations. But can you allow yourself to be truly vulnerable and honest with yourself in your journal, on the page? Can you? Right. So it starts with honesty with yourself and then also with other people. And so where in your life is is your throat chakra blocked? Where in your life are you not speaking your truth? Who are you not being fully honest with? In what relationships do you not feel safe to be open about your feelings or what you want or what you need? And why? <laughs> and then practicing building this muscle of being communicative in relationships, open, honest, vulnerable, right? Which leads into the next thing, which is really focusing on, on communication. And if you're doing the things that I talked about before, the communication is going to kind of naturally take care of itself, but really practicing crystal clear communication in every relationship in your life. And so again, where are you not speaking your truth? Where are you hedging what you say? What are the things that you really need to get out, right? And it starts with honesty with yourself first and being able to really identify how you're feeling and what you want and knowing yourself very well, that then allows you to be able to communicate clearly because a lot of people don't communicate clearly. I mean, sometimes it's because they're afraid to speak up, but a lot of times it's just because they don't even know what to say, <laughs> right? So building that muscle so that you know what to say and how to express it. And when you're confident in yourself and your needs and you, you know yourself and how you feel, it becomes much easier to uh, clearly communicate what you're looking for, what you're missing, what you are needing. But we have to work on, you know, the honesty with ourselves first and just building, building that muscle of being able to be open with somebody. It starts with being open with ourselves and practicing actually communicating how we are feeling. And this could start with just little ways in your friend, your friendships. You know, maybe your friend is like, hey, let's go here for dinner. And you really don't want to go there. And you're like, actually, I would love to go here. And maybe you never usually would say that kind of thing. That little moment makes a big shift because you're actually expressing your truth and communicating what you need in a small way. And those, those small ways all build that muscle for bigger things. So vulnerability, practicing open honesty, you know, and this is where any type of like container where you get really open is really helpful. So this is where working with a coach or a healer, mastermind, anything that's going to kind of push you to know what it feels like to be vulnerable is going to be really helpful. So people tell me all the time when they're in the channel collective or in a mastermind or just work with me, 
in any capacity, they'll be like, I've literally never been this honest with somebody, right? But talking to me in that way helps them build that muscle so that they can use those communication skills in other relationships. And that's also something to look at, right? Like why do you not feel safe to be this open and honest with other people in your life? And maybe there's certain people where it's just not that kind of relationship, but it's just something to explore. The next thing that is really important is to have taken time to reflect on your previous relationships and the lessons that you learned. A lot of people, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> we attract in certain relationships at different points in our lives, different, different times, so that we learn the lessons that we need to be prepared for our partner. Okay. So all of the relationships you had, those were all teaching you really valuable things. All the relationships you have continue to teach you very valuable things. And if we haven't actually learned those lessons, integrated those lessons and made the shifts, then that pattern is going to come back up again until we learn it. So we're going to keep seeing the pattern come up in different ways and different manifestations until we actually, actually learn the lesson. And a lot of people say they learn the lesson, but you can know something cognitively and you don't really know it. You're not really embodying it. So have you actually made the energetic shift in alignment with learning it? Or are you just in your head? Yeah, I know that's, that's true. But then you're continuing that same pattern in future relationships, right? So it's really taking the time to, to reflect on your previous relationships and what were the lessons here? What, what was I meant to learn here and have I actually learned it? Or am I just continuing this pattern again and again and again in relationships? And this is why people will have the same cycles in different relationships and in different forms, right? But it's like, have you actually learned the lesson? And so what were the lessons I was meant to learn? And have I learned them, integrated them and made the energetic shift that goes along with that integration? Because now I'm, I'm different vibrationally and I'm set up to actually attract in that ideal person and in that relationship, not be acting from that same wound or, or still having that unhealthy behavior. Like all of the lessons from our relationships are meant to prepare us for that for that life partner coming in and for that to be a really committed, loving, healthy relationship. But if you haven't fully integrated the lessons from before, you're going to carry those energies over into the next relationship. And to be honest, a lot of this is also like with our parents, right? This overlaps as well. So thinking about previous relationships you've been in, have I actually learned my lesson or am I still seeing these patterns pop up? Am I still attracted to the same type of pattern because it's familiar? And also this is with, with your parents, right? Or are you attracting in continuously situations that are very similar to what you saw between your parents, because we can learn from people around us too. <laughs> so we can either see that model and continue that pattern, or we can see it and actually learn the lesson without having to go through it ourselves. Or maybe we do have to go through it ourselves, right? Integrate that knowing and then make the energetic shift of I'm not continuing that, that pattern anymore. So I'm actually shifting myself energetically to not continue this. But you know the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing a million times and expecting a different result. And this is what people do in their relationships. They, you know, have multiple relationships with a similar pattern or patterns showing up. And then they enter in the next, they're like, I really want the, the, the perfect person, right? Not that there's a perfect person, but you know what I'm saying? I want my ideal partner. And then they're, they're basing that on the older version of themselves and what they've always been attracted to. But the thing is that if the type of person you've always been attracted to always ends up not being an ideal person for you, then the ideal person for you 
is going to <laughs> mean that you let somebody in who's different. It's going to feel different than before because it's going to be different because it's not going to be the same unhealed pattern. And that is something that is really important to know and to understand because people often are attracted to what is familiar because familiarity they think is comfortable, usually not conscious, but what is familiar isn't always healthy. It might be a familiar energy that maybe was not very healthy and not ideal. It's the classic we attract in people who are like our parents. You're like, oh my gosh, this person reminds me of my mom or my father. And you might not realize that until six months in, but you're attracted to that person for a reason. Their energy had something maybe similar to your your mother or your father. And maybe it, maybe it was the, the, the healed lovely things about your mother or father, but m- maybe it was the, the not so healthy things <laughs> within that person, right? So this is where it's interesting of like, why did I attract this person in, right? What was familiar for me? And when you make a lot of these energetic shifts and you're really setting yourself up to attract in your ideal partner, that person is going to feel different. They're probably going to be a little bit different than who you've been attracted to before in the past. I know for me that the more I have shifted personally, what I'm attracted to in somebody else is very different because we change and shift and what is a vibrational match after those energetic shifts is going to be different than what was before. So notice if you are just drawn to somebody because they're familiar or because they're actually an energetic match to who you really are, where you're at now and and where you're going. That's important. And then here's where I'll wrap up. It is really focusing on how you want to feel. So it's important to be really clear in in what your desires are, right? What what does it feel like in that relationship for you? What are you really calling in? I'm a big fan of the list, but only if you are able to write that list and detach from that being the actual thing that comes in because it might come in in a different form. So it's about trusting the universe as to you know, what it actually looks like for me focusing on how how I want to feel is going to be really important, right? So when you're getting clear on what you really desire, which is really another way of saying what's already there, like your person is there and you are just really tuning into how, how, do, how am I going to feel with this person, right? That level of being seen and that level of love and that level of intimacy, and really focusing on, on the dynamic that you want in that relationship and getting really, really clear on that. And it's a clarity, but also if you can spend more time in that frequency, in that vibration, you can you know meditate in, in that frequency. How can I embody that all the time? The more you're in in that energy. Maybe you're writing letters to that person before they even come in. Uh, You are writing letters to the universe because you're grateful that they're already coming to you because they're already there. Whatever helps you stay more in that vibration will uh, make it easier for them to come in and, and, and really for you to be able to identify when that person has entered your field, right? Because if you're emitting a clear signal, your, your unique energetic signal, your authentic frequency, clearly and you're very clear on on what it's going to feel like in this dynamic right with this ideal life partner like what that dynamic feels like for you and your body and you're very clear on that then when they come in even if they appear differently than you expected or or what you're traditionally attracted to because you know that vibration so well of what it's going to feel like when you are in the most expansive loving relationship you're going to recognize that frequency immediately 
And this is where the the clarity comes in. You don't have to ask somebody else, is this the person, right? Like nobody can tell you that, you know, you know. So it's get, it's getting really clear on on what you desire and knowing that you get to have 100% of that and being really clear with that because often you get your 95 or 98% before, before the 100 comes in, but it's down to, you know, if you really know what you're calling in and what's coming for you and you you trust, yes, this is available to me, then you're going to know when it's a 98 and not a, not hundred percent. Cause you're going to know that frequency so well. And then it is, it is trusting that you get to have that. And when the universe sends you 50%, 98%, whatever it is, and it's not hundred, when you say, no, thank you. I, I, I know this is here for me. When you say, no, thank you. The universe says, oh, okay, that wasn't exactly it. So here it is. And you get closer and closer. This of course does not mean that anybody is perfect, right? Like we all have our stuff, but it's about the frequency of like the energy cord between you almost, right? It's like the vibration of, of the relationship dynamic between you and people settle all the time, right? People settle all the time. If there's a piece of your intuition that feels like I'm settling, right? That, that is a different feeling in your body than this person I feel so solid with. And maybe this thing annoys me, or maybe this thing we we need to work on, but like this person, I, yes, this is a yes. This is this is a yes. It's a different sort of feeling. So, wow, that was longer than I thought it was going to be, but I hope this was helpful. These are some things to think about if you are looking to attract in your partner. If this was helpful for you, definitely take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me at Christina the channel, tag at Christina the channel pod. And if you have a topic you would love covered on the show or a question for a future Q&A, then head to christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D, and submit your question there so I can check it out. I always love to make episodes that answer specific questions for you. So again, if this episode was helpful, if you think it would help somebody else in your life, send them the link, send a little love their way. And I hope this was activating for you. I'm so excited for you to meet your ideal person because they're right there. It's just up to you to be open to them. That is going to be it for today's show. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time. 